0: Making a successful career move requires more than simply updating your resume or LinkedIn profile and telling your entire network that you're looking for a job. After working for several years with professionals, helping them plan and make their move, and interviewing people who have made their leaps, I've learned what it takes to make this happen. Sign up at secondbreaks.com forward slash free course for your Power Move profile and the four power steps that you don't want to miss again that's secondbreaks.com forward slash free course change careers break into new industries transition into new roles reinvent yourself and make the dent you want this is the second breaks podcast and now here's your host and fellow second breaker lou blazer Hello, my friend. We are in episode 14 of the Second Breaks podcast. And now most weeks, as you know, we have guests on the show. We go behind the scenes and explore with them their experiences and what it took for them to make their career moves. Today, though, it's going to be a little different because it's just going to be me with you. I'm starting a four-part mini-series on how to get unstuck. And what that means is that we're going to spend a little time, a little extra time, talking about how to get ourselves out of boring jobs, out of jobs we hate, out of careers that aren't going anywhere or doing us any good. Now, I know looking for a new job isn't something most people look forward to doing because, let's face it, it's not easy to find another job, let alone a good one or a job that fits perfectly with our idea of what we want to do. Now, when faced with this situation, lots of people just sort of delay and postpone the, the action, right? And so they end up doing nothing in the long run. So months or even years later, they're still exactly where they're at, doing the same thing they said they didn't want to do anymore, which is the very definition of stock. So if you're in this situation, maybe once you were happy in the job but now you have outgrown it, you've gotten yourself pigeonholed maybe or maybe you're just ready for the next thing or the next challenge, whatever the case may be and you feel that you've been unable to make that move, this mini-series is for you. In this four-part series, we're going to break through the muck so you could figure out how to get yourself unstuck and we're going to do that by first figuring out exactly what got you stuck to begin with, so that you know exactly what to address. So you may be wondering, where am I getting all these ideas from? Fair question. So let me just start there. Short history. I worked as a management consultant for over 15 years, and during that time, I walked the halls of many companies across different industries, worked with all kinds of people in various positions and levels and roles. I had the perfect view of what what was really happening across many industries in the U.S., and the projects that I worked on were long-term projects. So I was able to develop relationships with people in the, inside the companies and inevitably I heard their stories. I found out who loved their jobs, who hated their jobs. I found out who felt stuck and who wished that they were doing something else and on and on. What I didn't know then was that I, I was in effect developing a database inside my head a database of career stories and job-related stories and problems and you know solutions too. And so about three years ago, I decided to focus on the problem of job dissatisfaction and career change. And I began to work with individuals one-on-one to help them figure out the right solution to their job problems. That's when I realized the value of this database that I already had in my head. And um, with the new people that I started to work with, that database just kept growing. So like any self-respecting ex-consultant would do, I dove into that database and uh, in search of clues that could help me devise the solutions to the ever-present problem of job dissatisfaction. Now, each story is, of course, unique, but I found similarities. There were patterns. I mined those patterns, studied them, validated them through research and interviews, and that's where this series comes from. Over the next four episodes, I'm going to dive into the four main reasons, root causes, why we get stuck, and I'll offer suggestions and tips on how you can address each root cause. And also the context for this topic is, you know, jobs and careers primarily. Really, you can apply these ideas across any project or any part of your life where you may be feeling stuck. So you can really, um you know, you can reuse these episodes for multiple purposes. Today, I'm covering the first reason why we get stuck, lack of options, or more specifically, the lack of doable options. So how does this root cause look like? How would you recognize that the lack of options might be the reason you're stuck? Here are some clues. You say things like, there aren't many jobs out there available in my field. You're not excited at all about the idea of looking for a new job. When figuring out what makes one job offer better than another, you tend to compare options based on dollars and fringe benefits, not so much around potential for experiences and growth opportunity. There's a sense that you're getting away from something rather than going after something. And when pressed, you can't really talk about or you have a hard time talking about what you want to do, what your idea of a best career is. Do any of these sound familiar? If so, the lack of doable options may be the reason why you're stuck. So what causes this problem? Why might you be believing that there aren't a lot of options for you? I notice this problem is more common among people who have been in the same job, working for the same company for a period of time. There's this sort of narrowing of the field of vision. So, you know, think about, you know, those those horses with the blinkers. I think they're called blinkers. But, you know, they, they place these blinkers on both sides of the horse's face, which basically eliminates peripheral vision and helps the horse focus on the one single track ahead well, you know, that's good for the horses, but not so good for us humans. We tend to develop these blinders subconsciously when we've been doing something for a long period of time. Although we're not consciously doing it, we begin to see everything in the context of our work, our our company, or our industry. We analyze the job that we have and we see what kind of career path it offers within the company We look to other folks, to other colleagues who may have the same background as we have and see how they're moving up or transitioning to other roles. We check out peers within the industry and see what kind of career moves they're making. And then we ask ourselves whether we are even interested in what they're doing or if we even want what they have or if we're willing to do what they did. Now, don't get me wrong these are all good starts? The problem is when we limit our available options to only these examples. The problem is when none of these examples get us excited about our own careers and when all the examples sound like same old, same old. So what should you be doing if this is what's happening? The solution to this limited view is to expand what we're seeing by deliberately looking out for other options. Two key things you'll want to do. First, you want to discard some of your long-held assumptions about what's possible. And two, you want to get curious about what else is out there. Check out what other people are doing or what they've been able to do. You know, there's good reason to cultivate the habit of looking outside our proverbial four walls. The world we're in, it's changing at breakneck speed. I'm, I'm sure you've noticed. Yes, it's true that jobs and industries seem to be collapsing and disappearing more than ever. The other side of that story is that there are new companies in new industries with new kinds of work that's also being created at the same time. What used to be impossible is now entirely within reach. An example that I like to give is what happened to the publishing industry in the last few years. With the arrival of Amazon and subsequently Kindle, the publishing industry was certainly disrupted. Yes, some companies suffered borders, for example, filed bankruptcy several years ago and Barnes and Noble I mean some people say it's at the brink of collapse as well I mean it's been reporting declining revenues for years year in year out Um, the other side of that equation though is the rise of self-publishing which means writers now have more options for getting their creative work out to the public there are new companies and services which means new jobs and new work that were created in order to service those independent publishers. One example, there's a new company called C which is an online marketplace where authors and service providers like editors and book designers, cover designers and such come together so that they can find each other and work together. Now there was no need for marketplaces like ReadSe 12-15 years ago because back then Everything was taken care of by the publisher. But with the rise of self-publishing, new needs arise, which means new companies, which means new opportunities for you and me. Now, you might say, well, I'm not a writer, or I don't work anywhere within that ecosystem, so that development doesn't affect me, which is fair. But this was just one example. And when you look around, if you look around, you'll find similar developments across other industries as well. As technology and globalization disrupt existing industries, new ways of doing things are introduced, new industries are created. All these translate to new options, new opportunities for us to apply ourselves and our skills. What you need to do is to find your thing. Find a thing that excites you. Find what strikes your fire, speaks to your strengths, make you want to raise your hand and say, yes, me too, please. But I know that when we work, work, work in our nine to five and all we talk to are the same people who are in the same grind that we're in. It's a challenge to see beyond our four walls and find new ideas. I was lucky during those years when I was a management consultant, I had access to all kinds of clients, which meant I had plenty of other opportunities. But even then, those examples were all of a certain kind of path. They were all corporate career paths. And I had zero models for artistic pursuits or entrepreneurial projects. And um, I didn't make time to find them either because when would I have had the time? So believe me, I get it. We're busy. You and I, were we're both busy, when would we have the time, right? The truth is, you don't see a lot of time to expand your horizons a bit and see what's out there. Even 30 minutes a day will help, but you need to be deliberate about how you use those 30 minutes. So no mindlessly scrolling Facebook feed and searching, watching for cat videos. So here are a couple of suggestions. One, read books, uh, specifically read books that offer you stories about other people's careers. You're looking for what I call idea sparklers. One book that I thought does this wonderfully is uh, called Roadmap, uh, written by the guys from the documentary Roadmap Nation. Two, listen to podcasts like this podcast. Um, on the show I interview men and women who have found a way to break free and uh, find a new path forward for themselves we talk about why they did it, how they did it, what made it difficult, what helped them out and the Second Breaks podcast is just one of many it's not the only place where you can feed your curiosity there are podcasts like you know, TED Talk and Career Relaunch for example that can give you ideas as well what you're looking for are examples, options, models, possibilities, idea generators, and seeds. That's what you're looking for because it's not like you're going to hear someone's story and you're going to go, oh, that's exactly what I want to do, although that could happen. But rather, it's it's when you hear the stories, it's the idea in you that their stories spark lack of doable options is a common reason why people don't do anything even if they're unhappy where they are and the best way to combat this issue is to develop a healthy habit of curiosity seek out stories about what other people are doing out there our world is changing at breakneck speed and there are far more doable things out there than we might imagine That's a wrap for today's episode. You can find the show notes plus links to other relevant resources at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 14. And while you're checking out the show notes, I'd also love to hear your thoughts on today's topic. So be sure to leave your comments there or you can email me at lou at secondbreaks.com. We will continue with a series on how to get unstuck next week with reason number two, the know-how gap. We now have a healthy list of backlist episodes and you can download other episodes and subscribe to the Second Breaks podcast in iTunes or Google Play. And if you enjoyed what you heard, I would so much appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review in iTunes. This small step helps us reach the people who could benefit the most from this podcast. Simply go to secondbreaks.com forward slash review to find the podcast in iTunes and leave your feedback there. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next week. Till then, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans. This is the Second Breaks Podcast.